Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It's me, Felipe, here with a special project that we're working on. Before we give you the details, let's talk to our friends here. Um, first, we have TikTok queen, Renap superstar, Miss Nicole Horn, making her return appearance in about three months. What up, Kaser? I mean, what up, Felipe? Am I Kaser? I stand. I'm Kaser. <laughs> No, I just was thinking about um, some of our favorite uh, house guests that have came back to All Stars of Big Brother. I had to think of Kaser, one of my number ones. So uh, happy to be here and I'm happy to talk about um, something that brings me a lot of nostalgic joy. It's a pleasure to be able to do this with you. It's a pleasure to have you. And then not on TikTok, I don't believe, making his first Brazilian Dragon podcast debut it's akiva's biggest stan in some circles jacob hey uh felipe i'm really sad that i did not win the america's vote but i'm glad the production shoehorned me in the season so i still get to be here yes well honestly we will get into all that but the america's votes were not the choices it was the production it was a mix because there were some production choices that I didn't love either. But yes, we are talking about Big Brother 7 All-Stars in anticipation for the second All-Star season that's coming up this week. Um, and so why don't you two give your backgrounds on Big Brother before I give mine? So who wants to go first? I'll get started. Um, I've been watching Big Brother as long as I can remember. I remember when I was really young, I was watching like season five. That's probably my earliest Big Brother memory because Marvin was my favorite house guest. Um, and just thinking back, um, watching every single summer, Big Brother was the thing I really looked forward to. And season seven was just so iconic because so many of my favorite characters that I remember from season five and season six were back. And then I was introduced to all these other amazing characters that I might have not remembered, but it was, a uh, yeah, I've been watching Big Brother ever since. Have you gone back and watched uh, older seasons since then, like two through four or no? I've gone back and watched every season, but it's been a couple of years since then. So this is yeah. the perfect opportunity to be reminded of some of the most iconic moments in Big Brother history. Big Brother 7 truly was the moment. The moment. Jacob, what about you? What's your history with the show? I started watching Big Brother around Big Brother 10, but I was not allowed to watch it. My mom thought it was too risque. I was... Uh, not supposed to be watching it. So I didn't actually get to start watching until Big Brother 11. And then whenever we got to BB14 and we had all the returnees, I was like, time to do a full rewatch. And I watched all of the seasons. So the first time that I was introduced to some of these characters was actually in BB14. Uh, but I got to go back and 
you know, fall in love with these characters in their original seasons and in All-Stars. Similar to you, uh, my first introduction to two of these people, at least, was on Big Brother 14, as well as some appearances from people. And then I went back and watched Big Brother 2. And I've actually never seen All-Stars in full. I've watched episodes, many episodes. I've watched many clips. I know the entire sequence of events, but I wanted to save the best for last because All-Stars is the best season, without a doubt, based on everything I've seen. Even though I haven't seen every single episode, I've seen most of the episodes, but yeah. I'm in shock that you've never gone through this show completely. I mean, there's some seasons like Big Brother 18 where I kind of checked out when there was only five people left, but Big Brother 7, I remember even up to that final four, final three, like these are some crazy players across the board. Yeah, I don't want to miss it. No, not that I didn't want to. I wanted to sit the best for last when I went through all my seasons and I hadn't watched Big Brother 13 because that was the last one I needed to see. And then it only took until last summer. And then this, this year's been a wild time. So I, it's time to get cracking onto this Big Brother 7 watch. But I obviously know the entirety of the season. I could probably tell you who wins HOH each week because I'm that kind of nerd. Um, oh, but anyway, you, you watched Big Brother 1 all the way through? I have on 3X. And you didn't watch BB7. That's surprising. Well, I cannot I- get BB1, but... BB7, I I can watch on repeat. Exactly. Like, I just want to save the best for last. And then I'm a completionist at heart. So I had to see um, my man, Eddie, walk away with the prize. Um, but I, who was I a stan of that season? Uh, Cassandra, the late, great Cassandra. Rest in peace. She was a queen by every sense. I had no idea she passed away. God rest. It was um, about a year ago, I think. Yeah. Oh but... Let's get into a little lighter spirits. Let's discuss the casting special. Now, this wasn't required viewing, but has anyone, did anyone watch the casting special or no? Besides me? I did just because I haven't gone back and watched um, seasons, especially I've never seen season one. So I haven't gone back and watched seasons two through six in a couple of years. So I just wanted to familiarize myself with the most iconic moves from a couple of the different players. And I definitely was given a good reminder. Um, I even remember watching this casting special back when it first aired and remembering how I saw Danielle Reyes for the first time and thought, wow, she is really conniving the way that they edited her segment in particular was something that stuck with me over the years she definitely got the most villainous edit in terms of that like dr well was a villain too allison was a villain but danielle reyes got the most conniving edit in there um jacob did you watch the casting special live or not live but since i've definitely seen it i tried to watch it but i could not figure out the audio so i'm gonna have to just roll with the punches i feel like i know my bb history well enough uh but I did not get to watch the casting special. It's disrespectful that CBS All Access doesn't have it. I agree. I tried to look around for it. I thought maybe it was like a special episode between six and seven. It's not there. Wow, the disrespect. But let's just go through our candidates because we will talk about all 20 before we talk about the 14. This is probably going to be the most in-depth part of our coverage. We're not going to really do the most strategic analysis. If you want that, you can go check out Taryn's Twitch stream if you're really striving for strategy content, but this is just going to be a hop around round table discussion. So BB1, our only representative here is Chicken George, um, Nicole's king. Of course, who isn't a Chicken George stan? He was Me. the funniest play. Oh, what? You're not a Chicken George stan? Um, I watched Big Brother 1. Let's just remember that. 
Well, the thing about Big Brother 1 is that it was not strategy-faced at all. Um, and in the clips I've seen of Chicken George where he's dressed up in a bikini or if he's running around the house with the chickens, like he seemed like a really fun and light character, but it seems like you don't agree. I, Chicken George was the season ruiner. He was so full of himself and slightly problematic at times. Um, he also, like, call, I don't remember the context because I watched it on 3X a year ago, but he tried to st- stage a walkout when America turned on him and there were banners. That seems relatable. If America turned on me, I'd be staging a walkout right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't remember. I don't remember the context. And then someone on a phone call, someone was able to call um, a former house guest and she was like, oh, but, oh, no, no, I remembered. Chicken George's wife got rid of the most popular player by like advertising, spending money to get rid of the most popular player who was George's biggest threat. I'm sorry, what? People's family members were getting involved in the America's voting and they rigged it? Yes, so she like paid advertising money to radio stations to be like, vote out Britney, who was the most popular figure. And then she was voted out and then people turned on George because they were like, that wasn't cool, that was unfair. And that season was all about the nice people. Like they got rid of the like, drama people early interesting that's completely night and day to what we go through with big brother now yeah oh big brother was a mess um but yeah so i was not a fan of chicken george on big brother one but he's a lovable doof on all stars he's just so happy the way that he approaches the game is just like a ton of joy and almost no strategy and you got to have some people like that for sure that being said when production picked him over lisa i was very upset yeah, at the um, same time, Lisa self-admitted that she floated to the end. I'm using quotations there because that's what she said. But at the same time, Lisa could have been a good addition if we were going to do the gender balance out of the other contestants. Maybe I was looking more forward to someone like Monica getting on. Monica and Lisa are my two, yeah. But the yeah. rumor is that Lisa was supposed to be on until Will um, was like, I'm not going back on without Boogie. And so they had Chicken George on over Boogie? Yeah, that's what Interesting. I... That's what I've read over the years, that, like, Lisa was the last production pick. Um, but because, like, you can't have an All-Star season with one winner, but they did, and they pulled it off. But I feel like Lisa being back would have been a lot of fun. But we'll get to Lisa in a second. Let's move on to season two, Bunky, the bald man who cries. I forgot about Bunky. Watching him sob over and over and over again and that's the one thing i remember about him that he was hairy and that he didn't know how to control his emotions he like his friendship with kent was actually kind of beautiful to watch over the season of season two but at the same time like bunky was not in my top four picks if i had to pick someone we'll get to that later but um i'm okay with Bunky not being on the season yeah, I don't think that he would really add much. And I think that you you kind of get what you need from Big Brother 2 having Dan and Will, uh, or sorry, Dan. Will and, my bad, my bad. Will and Boogie there. Um, I was just thinking about BB grades. So I don't really think that you need Bunky there in order to represent season two, whereas you kind of need Chicken George there. You need some representative for season one. Yeah, if, if season one needed someone, I would have said Brittany. Um, but we're not talking about Big Brother 1 anymore. Um, I feel like Bunky was one of the few people that I noticed was like trying to keep what he was planning to do private because he was like, I don't want to be on the show. 
but like I think that hurt him in the voting because he was he was just like if you vote me and I promise to spice it up but I won't tell you what I'm gonna do right now so yeah he didn't really sell himself he sold the fact that his character might be kind of hard to watch which isn't a bad thing it's great television watching him cry but at the same time people weren't really a fan when Amber did it so I'm assuming they weren't must have not been the craziest people about it when um, he was doing it well Amber was after yeah, but at the same time, do we like characters that cry every episode? That's up to you, um, up to the viewer. John Cody crying every episode was cool. <laughs> I love male tears. <laughs> um, but speaking of Big Brother 2, we have Dr. Will next. And uh, you can't have an all-star season without Dr. Will. I don't okay. know how they're about to have one without Dr. Will. Because he's too expensive. Yeah, I know. But yeah. pay up. I mean, Dr. Will is such good TV. The character that he plays is it is what makes big brother big brother yeah and just like just watching the clip from him and him he has so much charisma but he's such a smarmy person it's incredible television and i love dr will one of my all-time favorites um and for my opinion i think dr will is better than dan but we don't need to get into that today I also agree with that hot take. I remember the moment that I knew that Dan was a legendary player, because I already knew he won when I watched season two for the first time. But when he schedules a fast in the house for like... Um, just for funds. Just for fun to see um, who in the house can actually, you know, be disciplined or who can um, follow instruction. So that was an interesting way of him using something that was unrelated to the game to get insight about um, how the different characters in the house um, would act under certain pressures and restraints. My favorite Dr. Will moment is when he like throws, he gives the HOH to Monica at the final four for a special prize. And he wins a jar of peanut butter and he just swings it around <laughs> like a child. And Hardy and Nicole are so pissed. Oh my God, they took the game so seriously. It was very intense. I felt bad for Nicole, but yeah. Yeah, she and she was on his ass for the whole the whole show. She hated yeah. Will, and she got played by him all the way up until the end. Exactly, Jacob. Any thoughts on Doctor Will from BB Two before we move on to Mike Boogie? I mean, I will say I think Dan is better than Will. We'll leave that be for now. Uh, We're gonna have to do a whole podcast on this. Fine, we can go there. Uh, but yeah, Will, great character. You have to have him on the All Stars, and even better that they brought back his uh, friend and Mike Boogie. Oh, they're no longer friends. Well, okay. <laughs> they were partners in crime. Uh, Batman to Robin. So Mike Boogie. So 100% Mike Boogie only got called because he, Dr. Will was like, I need him there. Um, but, but Mike Boogie used to be one of my top 10 favorite house guests. But like in recent events, I've had to slash him through that list. Uh, I know Jenny Autumn can relate. <laughs> um, I understand. But... So talk to me about Mike Boogie being here. I mean, what can you really say? He was such a clown in his original season, you know, proposing to Krista at the live reunion. He was definitely a big character, but you forget how early he goes in that original season. Like the fact that he even proposed to Krista is mind boggling when you realize they only spent like three weeks together in hindsight. I mean, I feel like they had to have spent more time than Swaggy C and Bailey. Hey, hey, uh, I, I'm not one to compare relationships, but at the same time, yeah. one of those worked out and then the other one didn't. Exactly. Uh, Mike Boogie, I'm a Swaley yeah. dipper. Swaley Stan. Boogie, Boogie just understands what's good TV. I'm like, when he proposes, like, he, he's just such a troll. Like, he knows yeah. what he's getting into. 
he could have spent five seconds with her. And as long as it gets him more attention, I think that's what he would do. In light of recent events, like I'm not so happy with the attention that he seeks, but I will say amazing TV character. Anytime he's on TV or in the DR trashing on other people's games, I'm laughing the whole way. My favorite iteration of Boogie is actually exasperated dad, old man Boogie on Big Brother 14 when he's like pissed off at everyone. (laughs) That's my favorite Boogie. Um, And that was the first one I was introduced to. So it's really interesting seeing the evolution. And obviously like we wish the stuff didn't happen, but they did and Boogie is canceled. So Um, EB7 Boogie is peak Boogie. You can't really go higher than that. Yeah. Um, We... We did love Chilltown this season, though. Of course, of course. Um, next up, we have Miss Monica Bailey, a queen. Legend. The fact Legend. that she didn't get on blows me away. I agree. But then I watched the segment, and, like, Bunky, Will, and Boogie all had, like, three-minute segments, and Monica's was not even a minute. Like It's good that you pointed that out. Like, I feel most of the content they showed of her was just her being like, let's get into it. Like, don't get it twisted. Just a lot of short clips of her saying something kind of sassy and then her being like, if you put me in the house, I'll keep it real. But what does that mean in terms of strategy? They definitely gave some people, like we'll talk about who they put last, Janelle, but she was a lock and no matter what, but certain placements in this, they definitely hyped up certain people more with um, who they put right before a commercial break and Exactly. Like they knew what they were doing, but Monica, I want Monica back on my television every day because she not only keeps it real, but she's also a very layered individual. I feel like in Big Brother 2, we saw a lot more depth to her than we remember besides her just saying cosine and it's on. Um, But she really like, if I could have picked uh, someone to add after they added Boogie, it would have been Monica or Lisa, as we talked. But honestly, I, they should have just put the 10 women and then Will, Marcellus, Kaser, and James. Yeah, no, no, no Howie. We don't need Howie. Howie would be canceled in 2020. <laughs> yeah, Howie yeah, wouldn't get that one. Been, yeah, he yeah. should have been canceled back then as well. His, his antics are a lot. Yeah, we'll get to Howie. But we f- wrap up Big Brother 2. And then Julie Chen tells us that the house is going to be different. And then we get to Big Brother 3, Marcellus, Lisa, and Danielle. Let's start with my favorite, one of my favorites, Marcellus Reynolds. Um, I think Marcellus is one of the best narrators the show has ever seen. He's just like so fun in the diary room and it's not forced at all. He's just authentically himself. Um, I think Big Brother 3 has the best diary room group ever. Danielle, uh lisa kiara marcellus roddy all those people are great in the diary room jason um so let's talk about marcellus nicole what's your impression of marcellus remembering big brother three? Oh my goodness i was just so in shock um because i knew what marcellus had done before i went back and watched this season in regards to the one veto that a whole season that you could use on himself and then he didn't use it on himself it was the original blunder i feel like you can't have an all-star season without this larger than life character and even though um, he definitely can really get in your face and can get loud, he's one of the more fun characters in terms of a TV perspective. Yeah, Jacob? Yeah, Marcellus is like a must-have for the show. He's really narrative-driven in his story. Like, he's very focused on whatever he wants. He can say what he wants clearly, and he's just, like, super entertaining. Plus, he has, like, the biggest blunder uh, to date so far in Big Brother history, he had to be a lock. I was shocked, actually, that he was not picked uh, for the public vote as well. 
I was at first, but upon reflection, it makes sense why they picked these certain people. But at the same time, Marcellus should have been a lock. And I think he probably had a lot of votes that just weren't people. Big Brother continued to grow, I guess. And they didn't know who he was. But I felt it was such a shady move by the producers to put the veto as one of the decorations on the house. Like, I don't know if you saw the wall. No. The wall has some memorabilia. They have Shannon's toothbrush. Um, They have the winner keys. They have all six winner keys. And then they have Marcellus's veto. That is so disrespectful. It, wow, I, I would have loved to hear him just go off at that being included. That would have been hilarious. I I feel like Big Brother 7 Marcellus is definitely different than Big Brother 3 Marcellus. He's a lot more toned down, and I feel like at times he doesn't want to be there, but he's still fantastic whenever. And he's like a mini producer. He kind of is – that whole hemming and hawing over Danielle, like he knows that Allison's going to go, but he's trying to build up that storyline. Yeah, and what does he really have against Danielle? Like, obviously, she got him out, but that was Jason, right? Well, it was her, too, because she she convinced him to... She was like, oh, you're good. Amy's going home. You don't even have to use the veto. And then she, like... It was definitely... They were so close, and their friendship in Big Brother 3 is amazing to watch. Yeah, considering that... um, Marcellus doesn't really have a lot of friends on the All-Stars cast. You'd think he'd try to get in good with Danielle and go further with her because at least he knows her. But didn't they repair their relationship over the season? Over the season. I mean, we didn't yeah. get there yet. But at the same time, he is so adamant that he is does not like Danielle. He wants to get her out at the first minute. And I'm like, damn, like, that could be your friend. Like, you need to keep but your But Danielle did close. it, too, because she tried to knock him off of the pedestal and the target. So, like, it's, it's two-way street, but I'm glad that over time they... He, you're definitely right. Strategically, he's not thinking soundly. Yeah, they should have um, been on the same page from the jump, but that's hindsight. Yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about Marcellus, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember. So we're just going to move on to Lisa. Queen, first Big Brother winner to be a woman. And, oh, it was this. Marcellus and Lisa are still tight, like, to this day. Like they post know a, that. They're, like, on each other's Instagrams, pre-corona and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so Lisa Donahue, the winner of Big Brother 3, not picked and i love that she owned up to the fact that she rode danielle's coattails at times because it's a valid strategy she won nine to one she slayed the game and she like was a great social player and had good strategy too even though i definitely think danielle should have won i think lisa owned she wasn't like a liar in her diary room about her game no, that's a that's a fair point. I mean, Lisa is definitely not, when you look back at the best winners of all time, she's not really ever considered in that upper tier of winners, but she won. You can't take that away from her. Her strategy was valid, and she played with one of the people that, what's it called? Um, she played with the hand that she was dealt, and if you have powerful players like Jason and Danielle, you have to do something, you have yeah. to work around that. And it's, I still think that she should have gone at the final four, but they kept her because she was a, they, she had whatever skill she like convinced them to keep yeah. her or Amy convinced them not to keep her, which is a pro to Lisa that she wasn't as bad as Amy. Jacob, what are your thoughts on Lisa? At the same time, I like Lisa definitely won nothing against her. I just think that if the season was how it was uh, like where you don't, where like the jury sequestered, you don't get to see people's DRs. Danielle wins that season hands down. So having Danielle in that season, you have enough representation from season three to where I'm not that pressed that Lisa didn't make it on. I feel like 
I don't know if I buy that if it's a sequestered jury. I still think Lisa wins because Marcellus was pretty burned. Roddy was never voting for uh, Danielle. So that, and then Marcel, Amy does whatever Marcellus tells her to do. Uh, it's much closer, but I think it's like not 100% guaranteed. And Danielle, I feel like, has said that. But honestly, you're absolutely right that we got good BB3 representation, but BB3 is my favorite season um, up until BB Camp 5 aired. So I wanted as many people on that season as possible and also lisa's just probably the most beautiful house guest in the history of the show okay i mean i am more Nicole, of a, called, i'm more of a danny donato uh, oh i thought you were gonna say james ryan james ryan no thank you i am good love <laughs> i love nicole horn's taste i don't need to be eskimo sisters or half of every big brother house guest to ever exist I don't need it. You don't. Well, he's he's taken now. He's having a baby. So Good for him. Reformed yeah. man. Reformed, Reformed man. man. We'll get to him. But Danielle Reyes, my absolute favorite house guest of all time. A if genius. She, if she wasn't on the season, I would have cried. Absolute tears. No, and the fact that she didn't get the audience vote is shocking to me. Because I figured that the audience really liked her, like the zany diary rooms, the fact that she was so dramatic every time she clips somebody, it was just a number to her. She is fantastic. And uh, earlier in the preseason for Big Brother 22, she was very rumored. And I believe it's confirmed that she's not there by now. But she's going to do a podcast with Jason Guy that I'm going to smash the subscribe button for. Um, I'm here for danielle and jason commentary and danielle is also another like all these people from this era are just they really cast great narrators um dr will marcellus danielle allison is great in the diary room even jace at times is really good at the diary room like they're really like they got some great narrators and i love good narration on reality television yeah what they say um because compared to nowadays where it feels really scripted and contrived and the people in the diary room are like screaming over the top like Sam Smith from BB21 but when Danielle and Dr. Will were in the diary room they could sit back and articulate themselves in the most authentic way possible and it really translated to the the viewer you felt like you were getting um, the most authentic version of the house guests when they're in the diary room yeah exactly in modern big brother it feels very like they're one in a million these narrators like Brittany haynes davon and anthony from big brother canada all come to mind but regard after those like there's so many more that are more over the top and character driven like like chef joe's there's so many more chef joe's in the world than there are danielle reyes's don't drag chef joe chef joe with that nasty little chin thing it's so oh. refreshing not to be screamed at in the diary room. I'm so glad I don't have to like smash the volume down button every time Sam comes on, which is what I had to do for BB21. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to some of the people they have because you know Kaser is not going to be screaming in the diary room. Not uh, a chance, but Nicole Franzel. Oh my god, boys. I just need to play the power of Vito. Don't talk shit about Nicole Franzel. She's going to come and haunt your dreams. She's going to put a hex on me. I put a spell on you. No, no one likes singing on the podcast. I'm sorry. But let's hit to skedaddle to BB4, the X Factor. Um, Erica, ex of Robert Roman. Um, so she is in contention. Actually, I feel like 
a lot of the surprise was how she got voted in over some people, but Erica's going to be here for the long haul. And I think Erica is someone that we're going to keep tabs on for this season, obviously. Um, what are your thoughts on Erica from Big Brother 4, Jacob? I think Erica is like a pretty decent ad. It makes sense why America voted her in. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, in Howie's terms, but she's an attractive <laughs> lady. Like it makes sense why people like her. Uh, she was good in the DR, and I think it makes sense to have her in the season, especially her and Allison's feud. It's it's nice to have that history come up. It's like a nice little narrative to start off the first few episodes. That's that's exactly how I feel. Like I'm glad she's there for representation for a more holistic cast from the other seasons, um, because at the same time, like thinking back on my argument about Lisa, like why isn't she picked if Erica was picked? But at the same time, Big Brother Four would have just had Allison in that case. So, um, and Erica, I think, is an interesting one to watch. I think her story on Big Brother has always been really interesting to me, like the All-Stars narrative, but also in season four, she was kind of really in the center of things, but then also at times very on her own with Jack. So I'm interested to look at her game in All-Stars because I know she makes a huge blunder at the final six, if I am remembering correctly. She puts up Danielle, right? Yeah, so Nicole Horn, Erica Blandin. So the thing I remembered about Erica from her original season was that she was working with Jack like the whole season. So the fact that her game really hinges a lot on the partnerships she makes is like the thing that most stands out to me when I think of her yeah. as a player. And of course, we know that she gets into a little bit of an entanglement, as the people of 2020 say, um, during Big Brother 7. But uh, Herbie getting on doesn't shock me because it. Uh, she's a gorgeous lady, but at the same time, like if you can put her in, you could probably put a lot of other uh, just pretty uh, model macular types to fill that spot. You're very right. Also, um, she was dating Josh Souza before Big Brother Four, and that's why she got. I think he helped her get cast, and they were dating pretty for three years until All-Stars. I think they had broken up just before then, right? I am not sure. Yeah, I Josh think she from mentions Big Brother 3? From 1. From 1? Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know about the timing of that breakup, but if it was right before All-Stars, perfect timing. Uh, her being single and, you know, getting in that entanglement is a great storyline. Yeah, but Boogie's trash. Uh, for sure, yes. Uh no also the we'll talk about this with Howie later but there are some rumors about Bookie that we can discuss about him blowing his money on uh older men oh <laughs> yeah uh so Dana what's her last name Dana Varela from Big Brother 4 one of the the first person to ever be a sequestered juror here she is trying to get back on all stars I honestly enjoyed Dana a lot more than I remembered enjoying Dana watching this clip. I feel like she was something that I think in another universe, if they had 20 people or like if they could have put more, like I was here for all the women on this potential cast, even a vet, we'll get to her later. But I think Dana was a spicy personality that they missed out on, but also I completely understand she's not my top in the women choice by any means. So Nicole, what do you remember about Dana? 
I didn't really remember much about Dana. When you think about Big Brother 4, you think about June and G, you think about Allison, you know, exchanging sexual favors for votes, um, but you don't usually think about Dana, even though Dana, like, screwed over. I don't even remember who she screwed over. She, and the, do you want the history lesson quickly or no? Yeah, because I know she ev- gets evicted the week after she tries to make a big move. Yeah, so their original eight, whereas the Alliance, she tried to... Uh, but then she started getting close with the Stooges, um, the three guys, Justin, G, and Robert. And then she was like, now nah, let me get rid of Allison or Jack. And then she ended up backdooring David, or not backdooring because that didn't exist yet, but uh, she, because Nathan used the veto on Allison after um, some flirting. <laughs> and Wow, I do remember. Because and then Allison won the next situation. With, yeah, she hooked she up with Justin. Out, she goes out unanimously, kind of like quietly, surprisingly. But then she becomes the first juror where she will never take that. Nothing will ever take that away from her legacy in Big Brother history. The first sequestered juror. Interesting. But yeah, I get why she wasn't brought back. I didn't really remember her. She was definitely fodder for the other women to be voted in. But at the same time, I think, I feel, I always hated that she was described as, um, this was a nickname she got on season four, Mantral. I didn't like that, and I kind of would love to see Dana Redemption. Um, it's never going to happen now, but <laughs> yeah. One can dream of a world where Dana Varela is um, a robbed goddess. Big Brother 33. <laughs> Big Brother 33, robbed goddess the Jack. return. <laughs> where she's oh the Jack gosh. of the season. Um, not, not last year's Jack. Jack, old man Jack. Jack um, Owens. How could we forget a king? A king. I never liked Jack that much. Oh. <laughs> I was here for June and Allison and Erica. And he said no men. No men. Except for David. David was fun. I like David okay, when he David flips up. Nice. You know when he flips over the beanbag? Not the beanbag, the punchy bag, and he like runs and he flips over onto the kickboxing bag. And he like that was always wild to me that he I've could never do that. seen that, but get a link and we'll put it in the show notes. We do do that. Um next up we have Allison. Uh, spoiler alert, our first boot of All-Stars. Second boot of The Amazing Race 5 as well, after winning the first leg with her ex, Donnie. Um, Allison Irwin, talk to me, Jacob. Allison Irwin, the original Kevin Martin. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love Allison. I think that she's like a good player. She's uh, innovative in strategy. I think that I really appreciate that. I know that in her first season, she really wants to have this like girl alliance that doesn't actually go... Um, doesn't go that far but yeah she like really does quite well in that season I like that her uh, she's got some growth with her story with June and I think that she's like a really instrumental character in Big Brother history the way that her and June played Big Brother 4 so having her on All-Stars is a must. She's absolutely the first femme fatale of Big Brother and it's a character arc that we've seen later seasons and I feel like notably on Survivor Parvati fits that description but we don't really see it a lot anymore and I feel like that um it's kind of a shame that we like this very openly sexual woman uses her skills both her brain and her body to advance herself um strategically nicole do you have any thoughts on allison allison has to be on this cast she reinvented how the game was played in many ways i love seeing you know that siren archetype on the screen because 
she's a bad bitch, you know? You want to see um, someone use all the tools in the toolbox to get ahead, and she most definitely did that. Um, gorgeous, she's brains and beauty, and she took advantage of that. She really did, and mad props to her for doing that. Also, we're going to get to it later, but I hate her current boyfriend on the show. Yeah, he's lame. Totally <laughs> lame. Like him. The like, doctor guy? Yeah. Yeah. He was... Too straight edge, yeah. He looks like he like eats like boring chicken uh every single day is that a dig to rob i mean i love boiled chicken and broccoli right who doesn't nicole just trashed her podcasting dad podcast my actual father (laughs) no that's that's akiva oh no oh no don't bring him into this (laughs) but we have to jacob's his biggest stand yeah i know i will defend akiva till the day i die yeah, I've been doing a lot of bullying of him lately. I'm so sorry if I uh, cross any lines. Oh, it's okay. I just, uh, you know, I'm making plans to get back at you. Uh, <laughs> more to come. <sighs> I I'll love this I'll rivalry. sleep with one eye open. Didn't James oh, say that he did that when Allison was in the house? I like, don't... someone said that about Allison, that now I can go bed easily now that you're not in the house and the goodbye messages. Um, yeah, that's cold. Big Brother 5, we got Jace, who was probably, like, one of the lower-tier men on this cast. But watching these three episodes, I actually really enjoyed him again. And I liked him on Big Brother 5 because he was a wild, kooky character. But talk to me about Jace. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I think Jace realizes that he can just be silly, and I really appreciate that. Uh, He literally will straddle the DR couch at some point and, you know, ride it like it's a horse. And he's just, like, yeah, he's having fun. Um, I like I know he says you know he's playing for love this time but he's not like he's just being a silly guy and I really like that uh, I had a friend named Jace in high school and I always was it Jace a goalie from season 17 um, <laughs> it was not but that would be pretty epic um, yeah so we would always joke around that uh, you know he should be like Jace and we, we would always like uh, joke and jump on the couches in the uh, communications room and ride them just like this what's a communications room in high school uh, it's like um film tv communication oh wait you had one of those in high school i'm so jealous yeah well be jealous we're awesome yeah jacob peaked in high school how um, dare you no probably in college no he's peaking now because he's my friend i was gonna say i peaked while i'm um, doing the camp rock brazilian dragon <laughs> podcast oh my god my peak was my peak was episode one and it's been downhill since <laughs> Um, but yes, Nicole, talk to me about Jace. Almost BB Can 4 contestant Jace. Don't even remind me. Oh, I'm so glad that Tim got in over him. The only thing I really remember about Jace is didn't he pee himself? On Big Bro- him uh, and Big Cowboy, Bro- right? I think they yeah, both did. During the, um, it was a classic HOH where all you had to do was stand there and put your hand on a wall. And he stood there for like 13 hours and he peed yeah, himself. Him versus Diane. And then Diane took it out. And then it, the record was broken next year with Kaser and Jennifer. God, I, I don't understand why peeing it. yourself is a negative. I didn't mean, Mickey committed. do that? I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, like. As Didn't Snackson do that? Yep. <laughs> and, and then he had to fall into his own piece. So you know what? He really didn't have a great prognosis with that, did he? I mean, it worked out for him in the end. He won. Yeah, the thing about Jace is that that's just a microcosm of his whole game. He just peed on himself the whole game. 
making a giant male alliance that was easy for people to turn on because they were so obvious and their testosterone fueled um it wasn't really a rampage around the house but just like their presence was like so high and mighty and they really thought highly of themselves until they got screwed over by the legendary twins uh, the jesus twins oh my god they were jesus twins yeah they put up will and marvin because uh the bible told them to okay sam from bb20 uh had a predecessor i guess <laughs> sam the robot she got two predecessors yeah um yeah i think so we're just this is a safe space confession time i was rooting for jace over tim but in hindsight that was the wrong choice because i didn't know what tim dormer who he was and i didn't know that i needed him in my life so the fans say the world saved me from the mess that i was rooting for I was also rooting for Jace and I will, you know, stand by that at the time. I think that, you know, watching a character who is, who wants to just have so much fun and seeing like an adult version of him would be pretty interesting. Granted, I I knew nothing. I wonder, does anyone know if he's still with um, Heidi, the love of his life? I usually do an Instagram deep dive on people like this while I'm watching the episode, but I didn't. I would love to to know. I'll have to get back to you. Yeah. Well, we have two more episodes where we can talk about Jace. Also, this is probably going to be the longest one of our podcast because we're breaking down the cast. The other ones are going to be much faster. But Cowboy, Cowboy, Michael Cowboy Ellis, who has also been canceled since 2020 arrived. Don't say that. I loved Cowboy during his Ma'am? whole season. Ma'am? I just thought he was so goofy. And I love that him and Nicolas found out that they were related. You don't see that kind of stuff on TV anymore. That's so crazy. Imagine meeting like your blood relative on TV. And just the same thing with Cowboys, as I said, with Jace, uh, with Jace, they're just so goofy and dumb that you had to root for them. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I am going to pop in here. Drew Daniel, who I love, simultaneously tried to ruin the season, but also saved it at the end when he evicted Diane and then got the votes. If Cowboy had won, I would cry myself to sleep every night. Thank the whatever deity you want to thank. But I'm so glad he did not win. We have Drew Daniel as our winner. We have Diane as our robbed queen. We have Nokomis as a robbed queen. Also, Cowboy, in my opinion, made one of the stupidest moves that no one ever talks about. Why the hell would you evict Nokomis when Nokomis would take you to the final two? Well, Drew so would take dumb. you to the final two. So you needed yourself to win or Drew to realize that evicting Diane was the right move. So, yeah. so sorry, that's my I, I'm actually. I'm sad that we don't get Cowboy on this season. I think that him and the Comis coming back together and, you know, like playing together again, I think it would be good. I think there's some like nice storylines there. I, I think uh, Nicole's right here. Y'all are whack. Y'all are whack. They tried to bring Big Brother Cowboy back once. Didn't work. They tried again in season 11. Did not work. Thankfully, we're so glad it didn't work. We already got Beast Mode Cowboy and we don't like him either. So, Yeah, we have progressed as a society past the need Four cowboys on television. No, the only cowboys on we stand. The only cowboy we stand. Cowboy from Cook Islands, and then Jet and Cord from The Amazing Race. I thought you were gonna say Casey Musgraves. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who do we do stand? Miss Brown Cow stunning herself. Period. Monique Hart. We and Jacob's just like what he's like staring in heterosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but after Cowboy, we get Nakomas, who I actually never realized how much she and Cowboy look alike when watching Big Brother 5, but in that intro, I'm like, oh my god, they have the same face. Their head is the same shape. Yes. It's so like an inverted the- triangle. 
<laughs> Woo, Chile. Um, that's a weird image to have in my head, but you aren't wrong. That's that's definitely a face shape. Look that up in like Cosmo next time you pick up a magazine. Okay, we'll call Kiva to get us some Cosmo. <laughs> Cosmo quizzes. But Nokomis, what? Who wants to go first on Nokomis? Jacob, you're the strategy king. Yeah, Nokomis is. She has to be here. Like I adore Nokomis. She broke the game such that you can't play it the same way. And anyone who can do that, like more power to you, you have to be on the cast. Like Danielle, Allison, Nokomis have all changed the game, Will as well, to where, yeah, you you must have them on the All-Star season. The six finger, sing, uh, six finger plan is immaculate. Like it's one of the top moments ever. And I think Nokomis does not get enough credit. Nicole, do you want to follow up with that? Yeah, the fact that um, they had to change how veto players are selected, they're all sitting at the couch and they realize that they can't um, pick the players to be in the veto with them. They have to do it by random draw. Nokomis is probably just sitting there like, damn, that's all me. This is my fault. But it, um, I mean, it it adds a more random element of the game. But Nokomis, like, is the blueprint for bad bitch who knows how to strategize who doesn't care about the opinions of you know the ugly evil men that were running the game and she got out who jace jace as as part of the plan and also james ran another backdoor victim because of nokomis so they were both in the house with her nokomis feminist icon how could you not have a season with her i love that in her package they're like yeah i go to fetish balls um and put she's like (laughs) i got the nipple clamps i'm like i was watching this as like a seven-year-old drew was like hello and then we later found out that he uh no wonder he broke up with diane that's all i'll say yeah poor diane Uh, sometimes we've all been a beard you know yeah okay i y'all are gonna have to real be it because last thing about nokomis before we stan miss diane henry um (laughs) nokomis i like that they added her because she's a different archetype than everyone else in the cast so I'm glad that they added that kind of diversity too. Yeah, yeah. she comes in unapologetically with her blue hair. She's going, like, if her she gets clamps. some... Yeah, <laughs> too. If she gets uh, some runway, she's going to change the game. I think that she's, like, such a smart player. She's thinking about the game differently, and it makes sense why people like her. And who knows what season we'd live in if Julie was actually right with her miss-up and Nicomas was the HOH at the end of the second week. Ooh, oh my true. gosh, don't even make me go into that revisionist history. Uh, but we got to talk about my queen, Miss Diane Henry, go also off. a game breaker queen. Uh, at the final five veto, when she and Cowboy and Drew worked together so she could win the veto and pull Drew off and take, Diane, take out Miss Karen, she broke the game. She, along with Dr. Will, Danielle, Allison, and Nicomas, strategy queen, but also just like personality queen. She was abrasive in your face she called out the bs she called out scott for being sexist to her multiple times we stand diane and she's one of my all-time favorite house guests and when she was rumored to be on bb22 i almost cried i well, did cry I'm so sorry that, that that's not coming true for you <sighs> but hopefully now her name is back in the universe they'll do all stars again next year yeah because diane when i first watched big brother five i must have been a child and i didn't really root for her until I saw her on a rewatch. And when you see her um, just being unapologetically herself, being a strong woman, serving fabulous looks, serving highlights, of course, can't forget about the streaky blonde highlights. 
yeah, Diana's a force to be reckoned with who, you know, should have won the season. I didn't really understand why she should have won over Drew on that initial watch, but watching back, you were, I see you were that- in You were obsessed with, you were looking at Drew in a whole different light. Yeah, no, I was still so upset about Marvin. Uh, my favorite, my favorite character from Big Brother Five. Marvin was a quote machine. I love, I loved Marvin. Marvin for All Stars too. Where's the taste at? TBT to when he did a podcast with Rob, and it was a live podcast, and he was saying all this kind of messy ish. I see. I don't know when or who is canceled. Someone's got to give me a list. He, I don't know if he was definitely saying some problematic stuff in that podcast but it was a live podcast and you could be like you could see rob's face being like oh no oh no oh no oh no and then he started talking about red tube oh geez but anyways stand diane henry for clear skin yeah diane henry queen jacob any thoughts and now a quick break to hear from our sponsors And now back to our discussion on Big Brother 7, All-Stars. I don't want to be disrespectful. Look, I like Diane, but, you know, I think that she's not even the most exciting person to come from season five. I'm with Nokomis all the way. Diane is great, but I don't know. She's not bringing much, uh, at least from season five. How dare you. Nicole? I did love Diane more so on a rewatch yes. than watching my first time through. I think she's a bad bitch. I think that um, her relationship with Drew was the thing that stopped her from going all the way. But at the same time, like you're in a house and you're lonely and sometimes you want to cuddle. We've been in quarantine for how many months now? I would probably, you know, do a couple of things to get a little cuddle here or there. But at the same time... Um, I see why she didn't win and why Drew had to cut her to get to where he needed to be. It was a good game move, although fans around the world were upset. By fans, you mean yourself. I am okay with the Drew win. I'm happy that Drew win won, but I wish Diane won All-Stars. That yeah, was at the... that point, we had um, yeah, only two female winners. They were had Three. good momentum. Oh, wait, no. Uh, you were talking about five, not All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was really pushing for more female winners, but I guess uh, we had to wait until we got um, <clears throat> Maggie. <laughs> Not Maggie. Maggie's, okay, y'all ready for a hot take? Maggie played the best winning game of Big Brother after Derek. You can't just say that, Felipe. There's no way. After Derek, it goes Maggie. Like, single season games. Winning games. Uh, Dr. Will. Dr. Will and, didn't... I and think, season 10 Dan. No, I think it goes Derek, Maggie, Will, Dan, Andy. Can we please change the subject before I have a literal heart attack? The way Maggie controlled the Friendship Alliance and got Howie to nominate his own team. The way that Maggie is a literal sociopath who kills her own patients. Okay, I I don't approve (laughs) her as a human. I just said she played a great game. Okay, yeah, we got to change the subject. Okay, Howie. Talk about Howie. We don't have to talk Ooh, okay. about him. Change the subject again. Get away from Howie. <laughs> See, I uh-huh. loved Howie when I first watched season six, but then rewatching this, I'm like, ooh, no. Ew, what? Ew, well, bro. I didn't understand what misogyny was when I watched Big Brother 6 for the first time. Like, in hindsight, the fact that he called April a busto to her face all season long, call 911. We don't need that. <laughs> he told the woman that she was gonna, he was going to eat her dog. Wait. 
When did that happen? He said, April, I'm going to go home and eat your pepperoni. <laughs> oh, my God. Her dog was named Pepperoni? Yeah, so we got to get Audrey Sizemore on the podcast. So she used to babysit for April Lewis way back when. That's a, that's a really good connection right there. Um, yeah. But yeah. I used to love Howie. And then one of the first lines he drops is he says, there's some all-star boobs. And I said, no, no, I don't like you. And yeah, I cannot stand him. Give us Bunky. <laughs> Um, the fact that he got voted in by America almost makes too much sense, but it makes me hate America a lot. Uh, we've been hating America ever since they voted in Howie. <laughs> okay, but next up we have a fan favorite, and if any of you say that you don't like Kaser, I will fight you. What up, Kaser? No, what I love Kaser. Kaser. Adore like, him. Who, yeah, tell us about Kaser, Jacob. So when I'm in a bad mood. What I will do is I will go in to the Big Brother Best of All Time video and I will scroll my little YouTube until I get to the moment where he says, no, I sealed your partner's fate. And a tear drops in my eye. I see it all the time. It makes me so happy. He is perfect. He is calculated and he's conniving. He's not that good at the game, honestly, but I just love him so much. Nicole? that's the one moment i was gonna pinpoint as well but how can you not love kaser he's attractive first of all i could look Mm -hmm. at him all day uh he looks like he's straight out of a disney movie and he's just like even though he doesn't have the track record to prove it he's good at the game and you see that if he can threaten dr will he must actually be a threat because that's the one person Dr. Will was really concerned about. He's like, I don't really like him. He seems a little narcissistic. If I was Kaser, I would be narcissistic too. If I was Kaser, I would let make the whole world eat it. Like, if I was Kaser, the world would be very different because that would be so egotistical. Yeah, yeah. he was and one of the sense. first. Yeah, go. Go ahead. It makes sense why Dr. Will loves Howie and doesn't like Kaser because Kaser has actual self-confidence and Howie follows him around like a puppy. Like Dr. Will's all about himself and the fact that Kaser has enough confidence to, you know, feel himself a little bit, I think it, you know, for, uh, it threatens Dr. Will's fragile, uh, fragile masculinity. Well, it, period. Uh, who doesn't love Kaser? If you don't like Kaser, you need to send me your address and I will go to Hertz, rent a Honda Civic and drive up and yell at you. Okay. <laughs> Airfare included. <laughs> no, drive, I say. We're not oh we're not flying in the times of the corona. Oh, oops. Well, good point. Good point. Um, but yes, and the fact that Kaser is heavily rumored to be on Big Brother All Stars too. So iconic. I worry. I like feel like Kaser's gonna be screwed over by some stupid twist or some bad thing, and I am not ready for like the Twitter streets are not ready for me if that happens. And you know what's the best part about Kaser? He gives a good diary room. He's not going to be screaming at you in a yeah. diary room. Well, also, I hope this year he won't be evicted on his birthday. That would be great. We need to break the curse. Break the curses. Speaking of, happy belated birthday, Keisha. Oh, my goodness. I wish that the season started during Keisha's birthday. I so want many birthdays this year. Big Leo season. We love the Leos as a Leo myself. Um, next, we have Yvette Bird. Um, Yvette, uh, talk to me about Yvette, Nicole. You look like you have something to say. Well, I have the actual opposite of that. I have nothing to say about Yvette. 
she was so nasty during her original season. I just remember hating the friendship so much, and she was a huge part of that. It was great that she was on our TV, though, um, in terms of optics and representation. She was uh, a lesbian woman of color, but at the same time, that doesn't excuse the fact that she uh, just is not an enjoyable person to watch on my screen, and her not getting the callback makes a lot of sense. I personally love what Yvette did for representation on season six. And I think that she's an important character in Big Brother history and was one vote away from winning from my, one of the best players in my opinion, Maggie. Um, But at the same time, uh, I definitely understand why she was not getting on that on All-Stars. But I did like that they had someone from the friendship as an option and that um, she was very like, I hate the friendship. Get out of here with the friendship. I don't want to be here with the friendship. Um, I, in, however, I do think she would have brought a lot of spice to All-Stars, which would have been fun. Um, yeah, I feel like having her in the season would have been nice because season six was seen as like one cohesive unit. And if she's there, then I think she's leading the charge against season six. Like, I don't think that she's buddying up with those people. They did not like each other. And as much as I was a fan of the Sovereign Six, you almost need Sovereign Six and the Friendship Alliance or else Sovereign Six is like nothing to root for. You need that big bad guy uh, that like they think their friendship, everyone hates them in order to have Sovereign Six be those lovable heroes that we know them to be today. Uh, exactly what you said. And also Eva would have been the first boot because Janelle won HOH, so. That would have been so easy for everybody. No strategy. Yeah, and like you said, we'll talk about this later, but the fact that this was the first opportunity that they had, and then the Sovs win HOH until Danielle in week five. And so they really were dominating the season, even if they weren't, were like underdogs, quote unquote. Um, And then we have our final two, James, James Ryan. Nicole, talk to me about James Ryan. So it's a shame that the Veto King is remembered more so nowadays for his um, his sexual pursuits rather than his. I mean, own it like of the Big Brother crown. Just I hope he wasn't doing it at the expense of um, house guests of the future. You know. Yeah. Like James Ryan, I remember really enjoying him because I thought he was cute. I had a little crush on him in Big Brother Six, but I do remember that he was a little arrogant. Out of everybody in the Sob Six, he was probably like landed more in the middle to me i probably like howie more than him back in the day uh it makes sense why he's here he was a huge component in why the sob six was so successful and it took a lot to get him out the first time so let's see if we can get him out the second time probably not going to be um it was pretty hard the first time so let's see if they can do it again jacob yeah he's a must include for the season you know previous summer you have sovereign six and everyone loves them and yeah he's a big part of that I think that he doesn't actually add a ton that's unique. I think that he's pretty replacement level. Like, you know, he had a great storyline last year, but you can put him in for like any, you know, straight white guy who thinks of a lot of himself and you're going to get pretty much the same content. I think James is kind of one of the few gamers, active like gamers from the season six. People like Janelle was more of a character like and a competition queen. Howie was a buffoon. And Kaser and James were like the strategy people. I feel like James actively like played aggressively in a, stra- a strategy way that I feel like I enjoyed him. He was also definitely there for like the eye candy factor. Um, and then also, uh, I 
it, season six was like at an all-time peak at that point. It was like their best season and stuff. So I understand why he's there. I disagree that he could be replaced by any person, but I also do think like him or Roddy would have been that spot. Um, and I, I prefer James. Say, like Eric from Big Brother Three. Like another Eric is boring. Like James at least has personality. That's fair. I was just thinking someone that was like good at comps was a man. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, and then last but not least, we have Miss Jedi Janie, Janelle Pierzina, Bonita my Brown. Childhood, my childhood hero. <laughs> I worshipped the floor that Janelle walked on. I wanted blonde hair like her. I wanted to win all the competitions like her. She was the blueprint for bad bitches on um, CBS reality shows. I just think yeah. she was the full package from the moment like she really didn't win a lot of comps in um big brother six she won two and two i think yeah she won um went after jennifer got rid of caser she won the hoh and the veto the week she really needed it and from that moment forward like that's the underdog kind of story that i always root for and it just happened to be that she was a cool lady that i love to root for then today big brother 14 she gives me a lot of Stephanie LaGrosa vibes. And I feel like yes. in terms of like the moment of 2005 or whenever it was, because like that was at the height of Stephanie. That was at the height of Janelle. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize that that was the same time. And I feel like she, Janelle would also advertise Gigi's Pizza. She was on a reunion show. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jacob, what do you have to say about Janelle from season six? Janelle is a fantastic character. She's, yeah, she's great. She is uh, an icon to look up to. I remember thinking like how badass she was taking people down and yeah she's really like quite fun and I think that we're getting some better Janelle in season seven I think that Janelle coming into this season is like peak Janelle so it's really fun to see her grow and just become an absolute monster on the competition throughout the season no exactly I think Janelle in season seven is a lot better than Janelle in season six she was just like a character more so but then Janelle is proves herself to be the all-star in season seven. Um, and also I feel like she's feeling herself more. She knows that she's the moment and that she embraces it, but she's also an underdog throughout the season, even though she's winning all the competitions. Um, well, cause she yeah. has to win. If she doesn't win, they can't take an opportunity and spare her because as soon as you do, she creeps all the way to the final three. And then ugh, she loses it right there again, but let's talk. So, from these names, let's just go through them one more time. Chicken George, Bunky, Dr. Will, Mike Boogie, Monica, Marcellus, Lisa, Danielle, Erica, Dana, Allison, Jace, Cowboy, Nokomis, Diane, Howie, Kaser, Yvette, James, and Janelle. Who are your top four men and top four women if you got to pick them? Uh, I'll get started because I know it's easy, probably for me, easier for the women than the guys. You have Janelle, obviously, first draft pick off the board. Danielle has to be my number two. Nicolmus, number three, just in terms of strategy. She was just one of the hardest women out of all of them in terms of uh, strategic prowess. And my fourth one, hmm, I'm stuck between two. You need two, the names? But I'm going to say Allison. Who was your other option? Uh, between Allison and Diane. Okay. I think Allison was a harder gamer. So let's just repeat. You said Danielle, Janelle. Allison and Acomas. Yeah. Okay, Jacob, who are your four women? My four women, so Janelle, 
easy lock. She has to be there. And then I love me some Nokomis. Nokomis, game breaker, again, has to be there. Then it gets a little bit harder. I think I would go with Danielle next. Uh, Danielle, I think, you know, should have won that season. She is an all-star. And then I think Allison for the way that she played BB4 and really was instrumental there. That way you're kind of getting like three, four, five, and six, the women that were changing the game. Okay, for my four women, my number one is Danielle. Um, like the most instrumental woman to play the game at the point of all-stars. Like she changed, she changed Big Brother forever with the jury system. She was an incredible narrator. Um, also a woman of color. Uh, we stand. Uh, then I'd say Allison, like seeing like sh- continued the evolution of game. And then I might get some hate, but I'm going to say Nakomas and Diane because these four all introduced something. Like Janelle is an all star because of all stars afterwards. Like and also she would have been a production pick, but if she wasn't an American pick, but she was also. But these were the people that I would give my four votes to, like Survivor Second Chance style. If you only got to give four votes, I guess so, that's fair. That's actually some next level strategy to not pick Janelle, knowing that production was going to pick her. Yeah. Break the game. Um, and then for your four men, Jacob, you go first. Sure. So I think the easiest lock, Dr. Will, put him on the season. You got to get him in there. And you have to have a winner. Uh, then I would say Marcellus is the person you need next. I mean, yeah, he, his moment in BB3 is just perfect. Caser. Uh, Actually, maybe Kaser goes second. Doesn't matter. Those three. And then the fourth one's hard. Um, it's hard because I think I would give it to Boogie, but only knowing what he does this season, I would not do that thinking back. So I might actually have to give it to Cowboy, just knowing that Cowboy and Nakomis would get to play together. And I know I'm going to get flack for it. I don't care. I want to see him play together. Felipe looks like he just saw... Nicole Franzel get shot in front of him. I saw Nicole Franzel just now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not invited back next week. That's fine. I will stake my claim. I wanted to watch Cowboy and the Gummies play. Cowboy is trash. You could have rooted for him on Big Brother 11 then. Look, you're telling me who did I want to have if it was like the time of BB7. I don't know who's trash. Like, I don't follow that. No, Cowboy was always trash. On BB5, he was trash too. Okay, he well, was I not good TV. That. He was a whiny little boy. Sorry. <laughs> The feelings just jumped out. Nicole, do you want to go next or should I go next? Uh, you can go next. Okay, so me and Jacob have three of the same. And then he steered off, took a left turn into the trees with his last decision. Um, I had Dr. Will number one, Marcellus two, and Kaser three. And then I had James Ryan. Um, I think he's probably the most interesting of the other options. Because uh, we're not picking Howie. We're not picking Cowboy. Uh, I did consider Jace because I think I enjoyed what Jace brought on Big Brother 5 more than I enjoyed what Boogie brought on Big Brother 2. We're not picking Chicken George. And Bunky is another option, but also like Bunky was just going to cry all season. So, Yeah, I think I might have to agree with Felipe here. As much as I love Cowboy, because he's not on this season, um, I find it difficult to throw a vote his way because we have the limited sample size of uh, gameplay from him. So I guess I would say Will 1, Marcellus 2, James, uh, I would say Kaser then James Ryan. To round out my top four. Like I said earlier, the only cowboy we stand is the one from Cook Islands. Oh, legend. I'm the Game only changer. person that picked someone who wasn't picked on the actual show, so I'll stand my unique take. Well, You're my real cast is the 10 women and the, and the four men I listed. <laughs> With Dana? You want Dana? I'd rather have Dana than cowboy. 
Damn. I will pick Dana over Janelle. That's no, your opinion. <laughs> That's your what? opinion. That was just an extreme take. I, I don't believe in that. Um, I want all the 10 women, Will, Marcellus, Kaser, and James, though. That, that would be stay. the best cast. Um, so, yeah. So, let's just get into the episodes. We did a whole hour on the cast. But uh, Janelle, Erica, Nicomas, Diane, Howie, James, Jace, Kaser, Will, Danielle, Marcellus, Allison, Boogie, and George. That's They all move in. The four girls go first. The four guys go next. And then the remaining people are like, is there anyone that you wouldn't expect to see there? And then Dana and Danielle were like, yep. And we're not going to say who. Um, and they were both thinking about Erica. I'm 100% confident. Um, of the people who weren't picked, who would you most like to see in the future? Should they ever call them from the annals of Big Brother history? Cowboy. No, I'm Cowboy's kidding. canceled now. I say yeah, at least okay. you. Even I don't want Cowboy to be called back. So uh, I would probably have to say, like, Lisa, let's get some more winner representation. Um, Lisa and Monica for me. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Monica. Yeah, Monica, yeah. Um, I also think it was like interesting that they never included the discussion of Monica's cousin uh, losing her life in 9-11 during the package because that was like a big moment not just in the season but in reality television history and they really didn't give Monica much content otherwise like they kind of depicted her as the angry black woman in her package so I love Monica Um, I remember she was like involved a lot with the community for a hot minute uh, during second chances, like after the season, like while the season was airing, Eliza had a party and she was on someone's periscope there. But anyways, we get into the first HOH twist and it's co-HOHs with the two HOHs have to agree who will be nominated. Otherwise they will be nominated against each other. Um, What do you think of the twist? I'll start. I do not like this twist. I think the whole benefit of, you know, having the first HOH and winning that first HOH is you have full autonomy. You decide who goes up, you get to make promises with the veto, and you really get to build that political capital. And I think that in most seasons, I, this twist gets a little lucky, like it doesn't pan out to be terrible. But I think in most seasons, this is a complete flop and that there's no reason that you would want to win and everyone should throw it essentially the first week. Nicole, do you have any thoughts? I completely agree with Jacob. I don't like this twist. I didn't even really remember it until I saw the challenge and I remembered, oh, like there's two groups of people. So how was that even decided? I just think it like really fumbles with the strategy. It really makes it difficult for you to work against the person you're um, in power with. If it was just one of them, there could have been a more definitive um, attack on one of the other sides of the house. Yeah, I think the twist is interesting in concept, but also it was never going to work out the way, like they probably designed it like, oh, you're never going to agree. So they're going to go on the block. But even on a normal season, everyone's just going to agree to agree. Like even if there's past relationships, no, the HOHs are never going to sit on the block. Yeah, um, I think expected value is that two boring people end up on the block or not boring people, but two people that, you know, are not really well connected that, you know, if they get a little more runway, they might actually find their way into the game and make a move. But I think that, yeah, those are the types of people who are going to be going first with this co-HOH. And it also stifles the gameplay because, like, the only interesting part was, like, oh, are they going to get rid of Janelle? But Janelle's never going to not. It also protects all of season five and six. So immediately, like, we know that it's going to be Will, Boogie, Danielle, Allison, Eric, or Marcellus. Or Chicken George was also an option. But, um, yeah. 
I feel like it stifles the gameplay because it, especially if they're two people from different alliances, then they're going to come together and like work together. And I think we got more interest than we should have gotten with the twist, but um, it's because they were all-star players who were like thinking a few levels ahead. Um, so we get shooting stars. what do you think of the competition itself? I love watching people in pain. <laughs> when, uh, who, who was it that almost killed Chicken George? Was it Nokomis? Diana, maybe. Okay, or, yeah. Or it was Erica. was one of the two. I remember James had a good confessional, and she, he was like, this 100-pound, 20-pound woman almost killed Chicken George. <laughs> um, my favorite was Dr. Will riding the rocket or the asteroid. That should have been allowed. If you can, you know, ride the meteor and then get yourself back on the platform, more power to you. You're in the game. He, was, he almost though. got it, too. The fact that yeah. the platform is slippery from the goo that was being shot at the house guests. He could have yeah. stuck that landing. He really did not have a Simone Biles moment there. Dr. Will I was just the biggest troll of the season, and I love it. I, I didn't really like this competition. I felt like as soon as you got hit, you were going down. Like, no one got hit and then recovered. So it, like, kind of takes out all of the stakes, because then it's like, okay, yeah, as soon as you get hit, you're not going to, like, propel 50 pounds off of you without also staying on the ledge. I do agree with that, but I do think I have to give shout out to Jace because he kind of broke the game. Like when Danielle shot it in between him and Marcellus and he just like tapped the boulder to hit Marcellus, knock it off after it missed. I think Jace definitely played the best strategically if there's any strategy in this comp. Um, And then Janelle won the second HOH. So then the next day we get Danielle and Allison, they're talking with Chip and George and talking about how if Jace is willing to go on the block, they can intentionally disagree and Janelle can be evicted. And then there's some miscommunication between them. Can someone explain to me what exactly happened? Like Danielle was just trying to be coy and then Allison was like, but why would we keep Janelle or something? Yeah, so I think that Dan- uh, Danielle really didn't think this through too much. She has this idea like, oh, we can get both of them up. So she approaches Allison and Chicken George. But then when she's going through this, she says, oh, we need to go tell her. And then Allison's like, oh, why do you say her? Like, shouldn't we be telling him so that Jace is safe? And for some reason, that miscommunication led Allison to believe that uh, Danielle was working with Janelle since she wanted to go tell Janelle. Yeah. Nicole? That's 1000% what happened. I believe that Allison misheard Danielle because Danielle, I believe, should have told the plan to Jace and not Janelle. But in trying to communicate that to Allison, Allison thought she was saying, we need to tell Janelle, which may give her side of the house believe that Danielle was working with the Sob 6, which I guess is now a Sob 4, the Season 6 Alliance. And that's why Danielle and Allison came off as sketchy. But Allison going back and telling people about this is what ultimately which killed her in the game. Yeah. First off, Sarah and Rachel are shook from the Sob 4. You disrespecting them. Um, but secondly, I think, do we think that Danielle was just like kind of like thinking out loud um, with an ally of hers? And then, or do you think she was intentionally telling Allison so she would go dig her own grave? I think it's the former I think that she uh, was just thinking out loud, strategizing with Allison to see how they could turn this around on the four people from the previous season. And it ended up being where Loose Lips sank the ship. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's exactly as you said, because like Janelle and Jace, like we mentioned earlier, there's going to be seven people that are immediately safe because season five and season six aren't going to be touched. So their, their numbers are dwindling. So I'm definitely 
thinking Danielle yeah. was thinking out loud. Ultimately, I think Danielle just wants to mix things up a little bit. And she's, you know, going to Allison with like a half-cooked lie or an idea. And it wasn't super well thought out. And that kind of comes to bite her in the butt. Allison's big mistake, though, is telling everyone, or at least like a few people in a group about this plan, rather than coming to Jace one-on-one -on -one first. It makes Allison look so sketchy. This conversation needed to be a one-on-one -on -one between her and Jace before it got out because it made her look terrible for sure you're exactly right even though i do love the scene with her working out and telling jason boogie and diane that's a great scene um so what we're gonna do we're just gonna go like the sequence of events and then we'll talk about specific segments like what i call the fun and game segments at the end because let's just keep it linear um so janelle and jace nominate uh danielle and allison the plan backfired originally they were going to target chicken george easy first boot but the game starts off with a bang and then we get a new introduction to the veto. It's going to be random draw for this veto. And I forgot about the wheel. Did anyone else forget about the wheel? I forgot about the wheel. What happened to the bag with all the chips in it? I think that comes later in the season. Interesting. Yeah. The wheel is funny. Big Renat vibes. <laughs> I truly. <laughs> I had completely all -Stars. forgotten about the I oh, had completely ahead. forgotten about the wheel, but bring it back. It's way more fun than watching someone shuffle around for a chip. I agree. I, I don't know how the mechanism would work. You'd have to like get different wheel sizes and with bigger like slit, slots for each name and like how you update that. But I, Big Brother All-Stars flew so Renap could soar. <laughs> Was there a, a house guest choice slip? Uh, I don't believe place? so. But See, I think they can add that would have been a nice little addition it could be there's so many ways that we don't know what's going on in the bag in the modern season this is a way where there's no way you can rig it additionally it's also visually appealing to the viewers instead of just like grabbing a thing and showing it like you get to like and then also like it's more dramatic when it's like is it gonna land on george or caser yeah yeah um, a big improvement for sure. But they they went backwards, obviously. Um, so George and Kaser are picked to play in this veto. Uh, this veto is they're told to get in their bathing suits, and Boogie is the host. They're gonna play in one man's trash is another man's veto. First off, the sexism. One person's trash is another person's veto. Let's get it right, Big Brother. We don't stand the misogyny. Huh. Um, actually. Gender is a social construct, so also it's more encompassing for all genders as well. Uh, secondly, this was disgusting, absolutely repulsive. When they dumped the peanut butter sandwiches, I was like, okay, but then when they got the drain drainage hair. Yeah, I lived in a communal dorm where we all shared showers for like three years, and I just had too many, it just brought me back. I had a nightmare scenario in my head thinking about the past couple of years. Like, oh, the hair is just disgusting. Can't take it. But they didn't stop at the hair. They went and got fish chum, mud, and something else from, and the, the clams from season six. From the milkshake uh, challenge, yeah, where they had to drink all the gross food. Usually I would want to play in a veto, but not this one. I can sit this one out. Um, yeah, that was legit disgusting. Uh, yeah, I was gagging. Also, the amount of wasted food on Big Brother makes me a little upset. It, the peanut butter, like, the, you know they weren't, like, wasted peanut butter and jelly sandwiches from the years. They, like, got, definitely got rid of them for no reason. Yeah. Like, I would have eaten them. Chicken George did. <laughs> not George. Not my dummy thick king. 
Um, but we get there. Danielle's soaring ahead, but then Janelle just comes. Janelle, Janelle, Janelle. Uh, and Janelle wins the first power of veto of the summer. Now, important question. Do we think Jace threw it? I mean, Jace did really bad in this challenge. I think he found one veto in the debris. I'm not saying he threw it, but Danielle did better than him. And Danielle had kids at this point, so. Danielle is, like, an athletic beast. I remember in Big Brother 3, she, like, was the workout queen in Lev- workout classes. But at the oh, same I did time- forget about that, but, but it didn't time- translate to challenge wins. Exactly. Um, also, this is a very luck-based competition. Like, it's who can find the vetoes where you're looking. So I could definitely see if Jace, like, found a veto and just, like, kind of, like, threw it towards Janelle at one point because he wanted her to stand yeah. out. I was actually thinking, like, how easy this would be to have one person win. Like, Kesar and Janelle and Jace are all, like, okay if any of them win. Like, why aren't they just giving them, like, be like, oh, hey, Janelle just found this and, like, giving it to her. That's what Who I Who knows? Do. It worked out in the end, though. Um, Danielle, I think, was second with three. Or was Kaser with four? Did Kaser have four or did he have two? Uh, no, he definitely had three. I think a few people had three. And then I think Jason's up with two. And Chicken three. George had one. Yep. Yeah. Dr. Will was narrating throughout the whole thing. And that was fun. Like, this is why we love Dr. Will. Um, then what happens next? Janelle wins and does not use the veto. And then we have some campaigning. And it, I feel like in hindsight, it looked like there was almost a flip and Danielle almost went home because Boogie's message to Allison was like, there was like a last minute push. But I'm thinking that James was the vote that they needed and they didn't have James. Yeah, uh, and then as on... soon as the word got out that the flip wasn't possible, yeah. or the flip, I guess, the flip went through, everyone just like kind of piled on the majority there. Except for Diane and Nakomas who voted to evict Danielle. And I think they probably didn't get the words because this one was before they did live voting where they did their little segments um i'm thinking about voting this person out i'm thinking about voting this person out and they probably since they all vote at different times of the day yeah when i heard that music and the camera angles of them sitting in the diary room discussing the different options where it pans in and out that brought me back that brought me back to a really good time and the fact that they didn't have campaign speeches oh i was so nostalgic for old school big brother However, I do think it's a game flaw, though. But I appreciate that it saved Danielle because even though I love Allison, I really, really do. Like, Danielle going home first was not the season we wanted. Not the season. Yeah. But Danielle on the block is actually a little annoying. The whole time she's walking around like, oh, I've actually never been here before. I love that. (laughs) But aren't you trying to diminish your threat level? Like, you should not be, you know, all up in arms. Like, I've never been on the block before. Like, this is the first time for me. It's been really hard because I've, I made it to the end of never going on the block. Like, that is not a good game move for her. Strategically, you're absolutely right. But we love a petty queen being like, well, this is new for me. And then when James goes to hug her, he's like, we're supposed to hug you now. And she was like, oh, I've never been here before. I was like, (laughs) yes, pop off, sis. Um, But but you're absolutely right. Say that for the diary room. Um, And, like, you could tell that, like, being nominated, like, she played it well. But at the same time, she was a little shaken. She, like, Allison had been nominated before. Never for, this was their first, both of them, their first eviction where they sat on the block. But both of them, Allison had been nominated before. And technically, Danielle, not to be nitpicky, but you did sit in a nomination chair for an eviction once um, at the final three. So Yeah, yeah but no yeah. one counts that. If you make it to all the way to the end and, and final three is the first time you sit on the block, like on the block, you're fine. Jacob's you coming it. for those Dane stands. 
Yeah. For BB King. Oh, I will. <laughs> I, I love Dane and I love Anthony. So we're not going to fight right now. Um, but anyways, Allison is evicted by a vote of eight to two. And then she has her interview with Julie Chen. Um, I thought Allison came across really well in this interview. I think her apology to Janelle seemed very sincere. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that, but it was all heat of the moment. And I'm embarrassed hearing the things I said. And then I also thought her uh, reaction to Erica's message was really poised. Um, what did you people think of Allison's exit interview? I think she came off very sincere. The fact that she called Janelle things, um, including but not limited to a fat bitch, um, fake tits, things of, things of those sort. I think she really seemed uh, to feel remorseful about those comments. And then seeing Erica break down over the fact that she was losing somebody. I mean, just to lose someone that you have familiarity with, I thought that was a real genuine moment between those two ladies. Yeah, and to talk about like how I thought coming in here, vengeance was the only thing I wanted, but I don't feel good seeing you leave, even though it's best for my game. Yeah, that was really nice. I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah it Jacob? Was a, it was a sweet message. I think that, you know, Allison shows a lot of maturity by saying, you know, I don't mean all those things against Janelle. I think that that's something that Janelle herself would do as soon as she exits the game. Like, I think, uh, you know, she's she wants the best player to win, and I respect people who are like that. I totally get that you're heated in the game, but, uh, like, it's nice to see that she's willing to get over it. I did not like that Julie Chen called her out for doing bad on Amazing Race. Like, no need. <laughs> she was shady and let's just remember that allison won the first leg of the amazing race so she just went out the second leg um yeah. but i do i do think that part of me was a little cynical it's like is this allison being sincere or is she just a seasoned reality tv veteran but at the same time i'm like she seemed very sincere so even if she was lying she like convinced me um and then we play allison rules the hoh competition and everyone's doing well for a while and then there's a question I don't remember the question, what it was, but everyone gets knocked out besides Kaser and Nokomis. And then the final question is uh, Kaser wins, but Julie says Nokomis wins at first. So what do we think about Julie's miss? What's the word I'm looking for? Mistake. There. Yeah, she misspoke there. I think the Nokomis HOH would have been so crazy. The, as soon as the power was taken away, from the season six people, you really saw them crumble. So having that happen earlier would have been a fun um, spice to the season. But everything happens for a reason. Like the fact that um, people, the question that they got wrong was about Allison viewing Erica, Erica as her biggest threat. Yes. So I thought in my head automatically, of course, she's going to say true. And so many people got it wrong. So I think everybody's responsible for how that uh, competition turned out because they they picked the wrong answer. And what was the question that Allison, that Nicomas lost at versus, um, i trying to remember. There was one question that was like, Allison thinks that Dr. Will is actually dumber than Howie. I'm like, everyone, everyone got fall. that right. Yeah. 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 They have to have a few easy questions in there to make it, uh, you know, a little interesting in the beginning. But yeah, that one was absurdly easy. Anyone who thought that Howie's smarter than Dr. Will can just self-evict. Exactly. Um, I do love the HOHs that rely on the house guest who is evicted. I think they did one in BB Can 3 with Cindy um, after she was evicted, and I definitely think they should utilize that format more. Um, and then Kaser wins HOH, and that's where we leave the episode. Um, any final thoughts on the episodes before we, like the strategy portion, before we get into some of the segments that I want to discuss? No, I think we covered basically everything. I think the one thing watching this episode that really brought me back 
besides um, the voting ahead was the nomination key box where I, say, Marcellus, you are safe. That would take up so much time if we had that in a modern episode, but what a great throw. I need it. I need it in my life. And it's a tragedy that it no longer exists. Um, yeah, there are definitely other minutes that you can cut from Big Brother episodes. Like, just don't have someone explain to me how a competition works and bring back the key wheel. Like, if it's that easy, let's do it. It adds, uh, what's, what's the quote I'm looking for? It adds a layer of strategy and duplicity to the, what's the fire token quote that Yule does? Yeah, it adds another layer of duplicity to the game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yule, uh, I love Yule Kwan. Anyways, um, so yeah, the key box. And then when Marcellus is like, I'm a very happy black boy. And then George is like, I'm a very happy white boy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I definitely, I love that line. That It's always so fun, especially like how you can order those to, you know, make your allies sweat it out until the end. Like, I, I think yeah. there's so many things to do with the nomination key wheel that they should really consider bringing it back. The three best players were the last ones without a key, Danielle, Allison, and Will, in my opinion. So um, they, it's definitely like you see the writing. Um, anyway, so let's talk about Jace's segment that he got in the eviction episode. We're just going to hop around in the order of my notes. So Jace got a segment which like a more subdued Jace. What did you guys think of that segment? It was fine. I think that it was nice to see, you know, what makes Jace Jace, but at the same time, they could have done that for any other person. I was surprised they picked him over Janelle. Yeah, I think clear fan favorite. A lot of us were also shocked because like why would Jace be back, especially if he was hated? How did he get America's vote? And I think that's probably why they did it at the time, just putting myself in the hindsight. But who knows? Jacob, did you have anything to add or not? Yeah, I think that one of the problems that Big Brother 7 had is that they had so many villains or so many people who weren't liked early in the game that they needed to make sure there are people to root for. And so you almost need to, you know, say like, oh, actually, you can like Jace this season. Like, he's not the same asshole that he was a few years ago because he found someone. So that it's like another hero they could build that narrative around in case some of the other heroes go out. So I think it's like a fine segment. It's not my favorite, but it was sure. It was like, okay. Yeah. Um, he also at one point had a shirt that had Jason something, something, and then Callie, who's his stepdaughter's name. But then I was like, where's the name of your girlfriend? Why is Heidi's name not on your shirt? But anyways, a lot of people with their merch this season with um, Boogie's hat. What was the name of their band in season two? Um, and then Howie with the Thanks Julie shirt. Um, yeah, and pretty much every one of Boogie's shirts is self-created. Like, he has the 603 one, uh, like, about Concord. Uh, like, it's all, all of his shirts are his own stuff. The but Geisha House. Brand, yeah. Mm-hmm. When him and Krista were on the block um, during- Belly Bar. Two, they were wearing the matching belly shirts. Yeah, he's he's an entrepreneur, that man. Um, yeah, he knows how to get what's a called and to get his uh, product placement. Yeah. Very prevalent. Um, do we want to go, uh, let's do choose your own adventure. Nicole, do you want to talk about Allison's segment in the eviction episode or do you want to talk about Chicken George being a mess? So Allison's segment was such a snooze fest. It's nice that we got to see her family before she was evicted. I'm sure they could have put that together at the last minute. Not saying they did, but at the same time, let's talk about Chicken George being a mess. Chicken George being a mess. They call him to the diary room. He wanders upstairs, downstairs, <laughs> all around the house. And James is like, Chicken George, it's right here. <laughs> and has to show him. Any other Chicken George being a mess moments that stand out for you in these first few episodes? 
him, uh, you know, straddling uh, another grown man on the uh, on the water slide, a great moment. I have the slipping slide so written down. Yeah, there are so many better people to have uh, on top of you than Chicken George. He's, you know, a little yeah. bigger of a man. And yeah, but he's just having so much fun. Like he is, he's just there to have a good time, which you have to yeah. enjoy. Yeah, like I said earlier, I didn't love Chicken George on season one, but season seven of All-Stars, I is rude to love Chicken George for the mess that he is. Um, I believe it's Will who says, how is there? And then Chicken George straddles him. And then you see four men trying to lunge them across the slip and slide. And it was like Boogie, James, Kaser, and Will. And it was ugh, yeah. incredible to look. And then my favorite was Marcellus who comes in is like, seeing Chicken George straddle Howie almost made me straight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Chicken George was one of those guys where in the strategy non-existent but the segments you can get out of him are endless he's the keith nail of big brother imagine chicken george on a tuk tuk <laughs> dummy <laughs> thick king two dummy thick kings um okay jacob you're next with the choose your own adventure do you want to do do you want to talk about allison and her segment that i mentioned earlier or do you want to talk about um Marcellus and Janelle potentially being on Big Brother 22. Ooh, let's go with some Big Brother 22 gossip. Uh, don't get me wrong, Allison's boy boyfriend deserves to be recognized, but let's go. We'll get to him 22. after. Yeah. Um, so the rumors are that Janelle and Kaser are both on this season. I'm assuming you're both excited. I'm thrilled. I love it. I. I'm so happy to see, uh, I thought Kaser was done with reality TV forever. So wherever they found him, that's like a Co Colleen Haskell level kind of find for me. Yeah. Jacob? I'm so scared that Janelle will not be able to keep up the competition uh, prowess that she used to have. And she'll be an early out because of that. She has such a threat being one of the top players ever to play Big Brother that if she can't back it up with the competitions, I'm a little bit worried for her. That being said, I will love any chance that I have to have both her and Kaser back on my screen. I'm super excited as well. I'm chuffed to bits, one may say. Um, but Janelle, I think, has a similar trajectory as she could have had an All-Star. She's going to be like the first target walking in. Um, and I'm worried for that. I do think, depending on the competitions they have, she could succeed. But I also don't know what the competitions are going to be because of coronavirus um, and stuff. So... I do think she has Kaser there who will be a good ally for her. And I think there are some people like I could totally see Nicole Franzel. They have an amazing race connection. They could work together um, unless she puts a hex on Janelle. Um, I could totally see Nicole Anthony idolizing Janelle or Davon wanting to work with Janelle. Um, Keisha yeah. and Janelle are similar archetypes. So I think she has people, but at the same time, like I'm worried for her. Yeah, I'm definitely scared for her. More so, I'm worried if her and Kaser are allies again and if she does win vetoes because it is dangerous to be Janelle's ally. That's just leaving Kaser's you been ready to get back to her. Multiple times. Yeah. This, like, that's the formula. Janelle wins, gets her safety, and you're left losing. Do not do that to Kaser again. Uh, I just want Kaser to be on the jury. But also, at the same time, I can understand if he doesn't want to be on the jury this season because he has a child now, but... Yeah, I honestly, I would like him to go out early so that, you know, he can go back to living his life. He doesn't have to, you know, stay in reality TV or he needs to be in those final two chairs. Uh, yeah. So can we talk about Allison and her segment now? Yes, I've yes. been, I've been dying. I hate her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 
me he's... waiting to talk about my friend's boyfriend after meeting him with the girlfriends as soon as he leaves i hated her boyfriend <laughs> he was so delusional he's like allison can be the president of the united states now we're not going to talk about politics but like allison like she's smart but like also he was kind of trying to rewrite the narrative like she owns her narrative where he was like, I don't, if she does something this season, I will disown her. Um, and then Justin is there from season four and he was like keeping it real. And he was like, she's a great player. She's an all-star. But at the same time, like she, her, she has charm and she likes to manipulate the men. So watch out. And then her boyfriend was like, Allison would never do that. She wasn't like this in Big Brother 4. And I was like, what show were you watching? The revision uh, He did history. not watch. Was he did not. Fa- it was comical. He was like, were we watching the same show? No. no. He, There's no way that someone who is that bland tuned in to Big Brother. There's <laughs> no way that that person should be with Allison. Yeah. No way. Like, yeah. Allison is too much of a bombshell for that boring guy. He's a doctor, but he was kind of stupid. Like, if she wants a doctor, she should go for Dr. Will. Um, okay. But also at the same time, just to throw back to the competition from earlier, the shooting stars one, uh, I loved it when they were like, uh, we, they all, the men all took off their shirts and Diane was like, there's some highs on this cast, but like, you can't imagine me falling in love with a man on reality TV. Like me? Never. Like, and then she points out Dr. Will is the person that she would never hook up with. But like, I don't know. I can see it. What you, wasn't there like a flirtation between her and Mike Boogie on the season? Uh, I think like pretty early. Yeah, and then I know Mike Boogie dated Kiara at one point in history um, after he broke up with Krista. But um, and then we have one more thing to discuss on my notes. Um, actually, two more things. Um, the first is Howie. Howie, 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 Howie. Very. His obsession with Doctor Will really bothered me. Like this season, like especially watching after Amber on season sixteen. After, like. Dr. Will is clearly uncomfortable, and even though he's, like, making light of the situation, like, how he's creepy. Yeah, that's just... How he is... I know it it escalates the deeper we get in the season, but just even from the onset, it's just uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it really is. Um, And I know... uh, I I forget my turn of thought. Jacob, you want to (laughs) go while I try to remember? Yeah, I mean... Look, if you put me in a house with Dr. Will Kirby, I would be all over him. So on some level, like, I can't really blame Howie. Dr. Will is, you know, an absolute Big Brother legend. If I had a chance to spend minutes with him, I would be all over him. But at the same time, like, you need to have enough self-confidence. Like, you're on Big Brother 2. Like, you do not need to be all up on this guy, creeping him out. And then when he, like, anytime he talks about a woman, I'm just like, please stop speaking. Like, you need to stop. It's making yeah. me uncomfortable. The misogyny jumped out this watch. Um, also, also there was a moment where he kissed Dr. Will's head. I don't remember. And I was like, consent was not given. Not, not even close. And so I am anxious to continue to watch Howie. Because like, I loved Howie on season six. But in hindsight, yeah, he was very problematic. Um, and that's going to be uh, something to watch. Any final thoughts on Howie and Dr. Will? I did love that Dr. Will... Uh, called him something offensive, but like saying uh, like, his first blank friend, like yeah, word for spread stupid. the word to end the word. Like, yeah, quit, cut that out. I I did not like that from Doctor Will, even though. And Janelle has said that a lot in season six, and I know Stephanie Lagrosa coming all full circle. That was like a popular word at the time, but yeah. Um, 
Anyways, we got to talk about my favorite two quotes from the two episodes, and then we can do that. Uh, one was Danielle. She said, I need to win this competition, period. She said period in 2005. She, she said invented like- CO of period. We love it. Um, and then do you want to go around and say another one before I get to my next quote, or do you not have any memorable quotes? Ooh. I, I I just think Allison saying that she wanted to rip Janelle by her fake hair, no, drag her by her fake, her fake hair, hair and, her fake and drown her in the pool. Yeah. How can you forget that? It's iconic, iconic quote. Jacob? Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite quotes in this episode is Dr. Will asked Chicken George, how do you sleep? And Chicken George says, not well. And everyone busts out laughing because Chicken George sounds like the worst kind of machine going on in the night with his snoring. Like, I don't know what is wrong with that man. Get him a sleep apnea mask or something. Jerry BB3 realness. Oh my God. Um, another favorite quote of mine, Marcellus in the diary room, considering if he has to vote out Danielle or Allison, would you rather have gonorrhea or the clap? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that on TV anymore. That's for sure. Uh, any other quotes? Besides Nicolas and her nipple clamps. That was from season five. That don't even count. I think, I, hey, they mentioned it on multiple episodes. So it's clearly something that needs to be remembered. There's a quote later on. I don't remember what episode, but Diane, when she gets nominated, she's like, why do they think I'm a cred? I'm just a forgetful woman who smokes too much weed to remember anything. And I was like, Diane, relatable queen. Yeah. <sighs> it's a weed brain before weed brain is on BB Can. BB Can 7. Yes. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts on the first three episodes of All Stars? Um, Any other things you want to say? I don't have anything else. I think we really got through it. We exhausted everything we needed to talk about. The future episodes are going to be shorter, but we had a whole cast to discuss. Uh, Jacob? I really, I think, uh, you know, BB All Stars is such a fun season. I kind of forgot how much I enjoyed it, but just watching the first few episodes, I was like ready to keep going. I was like, yeah. this is a great season. Like, I remember why I liked it so much. And it definitely kicks into high gear, like, starting up with now one HOH, like, and now the first eviction. The first eviction is always, like, kind of when the you pull pull everyone into the, like, you drop the blood in the water and the sharks start swimming. Like, that's when the real gameplay starts after the first eviction. Um, but, yeah. Uh, any plugs for you, Jacob? Uh, yes. Check out uh, Avatar The Last Airbender post-show recaps dropping on August 11th. Are you allowed to announce episode. that? Uh, let's hope so. Okay. Oh, Do that's I, so sick. Let me know if you want me to cut that out later. But um, uh, When is this being posted? In a few days. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Okay. Uh, and then anything else you want to plug? Uh, nope, but check that out. Uh, my Twitter is at JK Redman. I'm ready to handle any hate for wanting cowboy on the cast or really anything else uh nicole any plugs for you uh i'm just on all socials at behind the secret catch me on tiktok catch me on a future renap episode i'm now on the wheel so who knows what the future has in store but i'll be here every week to keep talking all stars and just follow me if you want to see more i gotta ask what's your thought process on the potential tiktok being banned in the united states so when I first saw the headline, I started spiraling, but I came to my senses. I was a political science major in college. I know that he can't shut it down 
unless he has like definitive proof that China is stealing our data. So I think we're good. And worst case scenario, I'm sure a copycat app is going to come out in the next couple of weeks. So it's not the end of the world, but I was definitely panicked for a second there. Yeah, I, I love the meme that I saw on Twitter where it was like, last time I can watch Kesha's TikTok before it's banned. Dead ass. <laughs> um, in terms of where you can follow me, you can follow my main at Tweets by Fleep on Twitter. Uh, good sequester content there lately. Um, shout out to Queen Pizzatelli and King Albujar. Um, and then we also have the Brazilian Dragon social media at Brazil Dragon Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, we have a Facebook page. You can email us brazildragonpod at gmail.com. And uh, you can find us on anchor.fm slash Brazilian Dragon or any social media apps. Uh, thank you both so much for joining. And we'll be back with some more Big Brother All Stars content soon. Goodbye.